Are you someone who is fascinated by all the pregnancy, childbirth, and motherhood stuff few people talk about because they're too embarrassed? If so, welcome to the motherload of all things taboo, or at least really wild and interesting. The Asking for a Pregnant Friend podcast is based off the book of the same name and dives in to all of the pregnancy, birth, and mothering topics that make many people blush or scratch their heads. I do all the boring research so you don't have to and bring you interviews with the leading experts and the topics I cover. I also share all the things about myself, Bailey Gaddis. I'm all about TMI. You'll also hear stories from brave women who gave permission to have their stories shared. So come along, my friend, on a journey into the beautiful underbelly of making, growing, and raising babies. Let's talk about sex. Sex after having a baby, it might be like the best thing you've ever experienced, or it might be the worst sex you have ever had. It probably took me a good like six months to really get back into to having sex after after having my son. You know, my husband and I, we we started trying again, probably about eight weeks postpartum. And and while it didn't like hurt, it also felt really, really different. Um, my vagina was obviously a lot bigger than than it had been before having a baby. It was more dry. My boobs suddenly felt like they belonged to motherhood and it felt weird to have my husband touch them. Um, and, and our time for sex was also severely limited, not surprisingly. Uh, we, we became really good at, at quickies and kind of doing it wherever we could. And and sure, like I I had some orgasms in those first few months, um but I had to really work hard for them. You know, it was just it was so hard for my body to get there. For a lot of reasons, but I think one of the big ones is that my mind was just so consumed with thoughts of my baby and that just made it really hard to to orgasm, to like be in the moment, to to allow myself to to feel that pleasure, um, and I kind like I kind of felt like a, a sex fraud, like <laughs> like I was like pretending to like want sex and like be into it, but like really, I was just thinking about like when I should pump next. I, I don't know. I I just wasn't good at it, <laughs> um, you know, and. With all that said, I'm I'm glad that I made myself, you know, regularly engage in sex in those first few months because even if I didn't have like rolling orgasms, I I did feel more connected to my husband during and after sex. And and regularly engaging in it helped me really ease back into a space where I I enjoyed it. You know, we eventually found a new groove. You know, we found new positions that felt good. My my hormones balanced out and I wasn't as dry down there. Um and you know, we tried like extended 
foreplay, which helped me. Like I needed to be, I needed to like ease into it slower. Um, and, you know, going back to like the hormones and vaginal lubrication, luckily that that fixed itself on its own. But if it didn't, I would not have been opposed to, to lube. Okay. There's nothing wrong with needing some lube. And I also, I had, I had to make my boobs off limits for a while, um, because they were like pretty much always leaking. They just like felt messy and sore. And I just eventually had to tell my husband, like, we, we can have sex, but just don't touch my boobs for a while. I'm it like pulls me out of the moment. Um, and you know, once they like chilled out, they, they became a fun part of sex again, but they just like needed a little break. And we also, you know, continued to get more and more flexible with timing of sex. You know, the evening was not really an option anymore because I'd be putting the baby down and I'd be so exhausted. I would pretty much always fall asleep when I was putting the baby down and I was just too tired to like do anything but just lay around. And so the afternoon, it became like the the golden, the golden time for for getting in some nookie. So enough about my <laughs> my own kind of bumpy journey back into sex after having a baby. Um, I'm going to cover a couple of questions that that I get a lot from women relating to, to postpartum sex. So one of the big ones is, will my vagina feel the same to my partner after a vaginal birth? And will sex feel the same for me? And to answer this question, I, I asked my, my husband and in regards to like his own experience of my postpartum vagina. And I had other women, some friends ask, ask their partners. So, um, this answer has come from the, the male and female perspective. So, so it's good to know that after a vaginal birth, your vagina might be a bit wider. Um, which, yeah, you know, probably you and your partner are both going to, to notice that in the first few months after, after birth. But as you continue to do kegels, which is like, like pulling up the muscles in the pelvic floor and then releasing them and then pulling them back up, it'll help to, to strengthen, strengthen your vagina and make it a, a bit more bit more tight. It's never going to go back to exactly how it was before having a baby, but you can definitely help to, to tighten it up by, by regularly doing kegels. Um, and, and, and the changes in the, the vagina will become less and less noticeable. You know, both, both you and your partner are going to, to settle into, you know, your new, your new normal with the, the new state of your vagina. And in addition it's good to know that it's super normal for some women to experience, you know, vaginal dryness as as those hormones shift. Usually, you know, in, like in my case, it it kind of works itself out after a few months. But if it doesn't, go ahead and use some lube. Nothing wrong with that. And you know, beyond the the physical components of of sex and your vagina you and your partner might experience some mental blocks. You know, one of the big ones is not feeling as comfortable connecting to your your sexual self when so much of your identity has suddenly shifted into parent mode. And again, this can happen for mothers and fathers. 
probably more so mothers, but dads can experience this too. And it can it can be tricky, you know, to reconcile these these two pieces of yourself. And and because of this, it's it's normal for your sex life to go through a dry patch in the early months of parenthood, like like I experienced. Um, just take it easy on yourselves, commit to continuing to have sex every now and then, even though it might be a little bit awkward, um, and know that you will, you know, find your way back to that like steamy sexual connection. Um, so a couple things to do to help with your vagina tightening. Again, I mentioned those those kegels. These can really be a sexual game changer because they strengthen the pelvic floor muscles that surround the vagina, making it tighter. Um, and another cool thing with kegels is it can increase the circulation to the vagina and the pelvic floor, which can enhance arousal and lubrication. So one way to get yourself aroused and ready for sex is to do a lot of kegels. It can get you going. Um, and so to do them, if you've never done them before, you can identify your pelvic floor muscles by, by stopping your stream of urine mid-flow and then like release after a few seconds. And so as you're doing it, you just really focus on pulling the pelvic floor muscles in and up, holding for a count of 10, and then fully releasing to the count of 10. And then maintain, you know, slow, easy breathing as you're doing each rep, you know, slowly inhaling with the intake of muscles, exhaling with the release. And, you know, I recommend doing like 10 sets about about three times a day. <clears throat> um, I've mentioned using lube about a bajillion times now. So go ahead. And I reckon I, I, I recommend getting an organic lube if, if at all possible. Um, get creative with positions. You know, the temporary changes in your vagina can make positions that used to feel like really lovely. They might be painful. They might just like not feel good anymore. Um, so go into sex with curiosity. Try out different positions until you find the one or the the many that do the trick. Um, and it's also important to let your partner know that you really, you're the one that needs to lead the way with this as, as you're the one that's going to know when something is, is working for or against your pleasure. Um, I will say a lot of women find that doggy style postpartum feels really good. So give it a try. Um, consider amping up foreplay. You know, if you've tried all the positions, nothing's doing the trick. Return to the, the tried and true techniques of oral sex and fondling. Sex will eventually feel good again, but there's, there's no need to forego pleasure in the meantime. Next, Love yourself, mama. You know, a transformed vagina, leaking boobs, a shift in identity, fatigue, seriously limited time to have sex. It, it can all lead to some really bummer thoughts about yourself. You know, common thoughts I had in that quote unquote fourth trimester, the first three months of my baby's life were like, I am no longer a sexual being, but a bloated baby bottle. I can't possibly seem sexy anymore to my husband. I feel so gross. Why am I so sticky? My vagina is probably disgusting, but I'm too scared to look. Um, I was really mean to myself. And, and needless to say, this, this meanness did not, you know, enhance my connection with myself or my husband. It made me um, really withdrawn. 
So do as I didn't and tell yourself that that mean voice is full of lies instead of allowing yourself to to fall down the rabbit hole of those damaging thoughts. Be really gentle with yourself, continually coming back to the knowing that that things will settle down. You know, you will reclaim your sense of, of self and sexiness and your sex life will get back on track. It won't happen all at once and, and that's okay. Um, and instead of focusing on like what's not working, really try to focus on on what is. Find those little things that make you feel good. Okay, so now I'm gonna get go a little bit deeper into you know how that that association or a, sh- a shift in association with different parts of our body can can impact sex. So a question I get a lot is, I've been avoiding sex because I now associate my vagina and breasts with my baby. And I can't reconcile motherhood um, with with the, these shifts. You know, is there a way to to shift my my mind and body out of mom mode so I can enjoy sex again? So you know, when I was a few months into motherhood, my husband Eric and I had a big fight about sex, and not for the first time. Uh, not surprisingly, he wanted more of it. As I've said a lot in this podcast so far, I really couldn't get into it for a while. Um, and, and part of the reason was I associated my breasts with breastfeeding. And when I thought of my vagina, literally all I could think of was my baby's head coming out of my vagina. And so like suddenly my erogenous zones had turned into mommy zones. And, and these significant shifts in perspective, you know, suddenly made an act that I had always enjoyed feel kind of like dirty and and not in the fun way. And so to make myself feel better, I started rage journaling, obviously. <laughs> During these journaling sessions, I I would like let it all out. I would say all the stuff that I wanted to say to my husband that I didn't want to say to his face. I would I would rage against my body. Like I was just mad at it. And and one thing I also did when I would calm down a bit is I I drew what I called my like sexuality spectrum. And on one end of the spectrum was I wrote using my body to care for a baby, you know, acts that I perceived as requiring like 0.01% of my sexuality. And on the other end was I, I wrote using my body to feel sexual pleasure. Um, and, and this would have to do with, you know, acts that I thought required 100% of my sexuality. And I wholly believed that the dichotomy of that spectrum was was accurate. And it totally screwed up my sex life for, you know, for a while. Um, because living by that model meant that I had to push through, you know, intense mental, physical, emotional shifts anytime my husband and I wanted to have sex um, because I, I would have to get all the way from one side of the spectrum, you know, from from mommy mode to to, to sex mode. And, and what I failed to realize was that when I created or what I failed to realize as I was creating that spectrum was that the act of breastfeeding and vaginally vaginally birthing a baby is a lot more sexual than I realized. You, you know, like after all, my sexuality is what led me to become pregnant. And, and birthing, it consists of the same uterine contractions that happen during orgasm. And breastfeeding causes nipple stimulation that releases oxytocin or, or the love hormone. Um, and, and something I'll get into in another episode is that some women actually orgasm when breastfeeding. So 
So all, a lot of those mothering tasks, um, experiences are so much wrapped up in, in our sexual self. You know, sex and motherhood mingle a lot more than we realize. Um, and, and I found that exciting, but I think that that idea, um, can actually put a lot of women off and, and almost freak them out even more. You know, for example, I had a client who felt aroused when breastfeeding and she experienced a lot of shame around that. She then, you know, developed really negative connotations about anything that caused arousal because it reminded her of what she called the quote unquote wrong feeling when she fed her baby. And this caused big issues when it came to, to sex. And, and so she's actually somebody we work together creating the, the tips I'm going to give you in a, in a moment. Um, and these were things that we did to help her, you know, restructure her beliefs around motherhood and sexual arousal, um, to help her eventually find her way back to enjoying sex. Something else that can turn a new mom off that I mentioned before is that that shift in identity. You know, our, our society often paints, quote unquote, good parents as virtuous, wholesome, married citizens who, you know, never, never curse and only have sex to procreate. L there's very little room left for arousal, you know, eroticism, orgasm. And I think that's so sad because because sexual pleasure is an innate healthy desire. It is something to be explored and celebrated instead of suppressed and, and shamed. But, but that takes work, you know, because many of us have to reprogram our beliefs on having sex as a parent before we can enjoy having sex as a parent. So, okay, so how do we start reprogramming that? How do we get to the place where we want and enjoy carnal pleasures um, as much as our partner does? So, First and foremost, don't give up on your sex life just because it feels awkward does not mean that you should just never have sex again. It takes time to transition into um, a, a passionate, deeply, deeply pleasing sexual relationship with your partner after having a baby. So to do that, you know, look at look at what your beliefs are about sex and parenthood. Like, where did they come from? Many times our, our blocks around postpartum sex were implanted long before we got pregnant. And so to remove these blocks, take some time to examine where they came from. So you can ask yourself, what messages did my parents share about sex? How did my parents navigate their own sexuality? What messages have I received about what it means to be a good parent? What societal messages about sex and parenthood have impacted me? Do I associate aspects of sex with traits I've been made to feel are inappropriate for parents to have? You know, for example, do you think dirty talk, oral sex, masturbation aren't appropriate for a mother? So continue asking these questions until you have a solid idea of the forces that impacted your perception of postpartum sex. Um, from there, you can decide what can be thrown out. You know, for example, outdated ideas passed to you from, from your parents, the media, society at large, and then determine how you 
would like to perceive postpartum sex because because that's the thing. You have the right to create your own definition of what sex after birth looks like. And, and you don't need anyone's permission to live by that definition. Um, so here's an example of a new definition. So I perceive postpartum sex as a beautiful dance between me and my partner that allows us to bond and to enjoy pleasure. Being a good parent means honoring my need for pleasure. And so awesome, you know, cheers to, you know, a shift in perspective that fosters like unfettered arousal, rolling orgasms, shame-free, like this like shame-free glow after sex. So work on that on shifting your perspective. All right, next, tell your partner how you feel. So I can almost guarantee that unless you tell your partner what, what's going on in your head, um, you not wanting sex will, will make them feel rejected. You know, like there's something about about them that's causing you to not want sex. Um, because <laughs> most humans, we take things pretty personally, right? Especially when it comes to sex. It can be a really like delicate topic. So just fill them in. Fill them in on the blocks you're having, you know, why they're coming up, how you want to navigate them. Um, and, and if you don't, don't yet know how you want to navigate them, you can ask your partner, you know, if they're interested in helping you in this process. And if they are, you can, you know, read through or listen to these suggestions together, come up with other possible solutions that, you know, suit your unique relationship. And and this process, you know, this communication can foster it can foster connection. It can repair rifts or resentment that that might be caused by by changes in your sex life. And and an added bonus of this communication is that your partner will probably start to put less pressure on you um, for having sex when you're just not not feeling it. So communicate. Um, ask to lead the way during sex. You know, when you're first finding your bearings as a new mom who's also a sexual being, ensure that sex, you know, really moves at your pace by asking to set the pace. You know, move as fast or as slow as you want. You can tell your partner how you want to be touched. Let them know when you're ready to be penetrated or, you know, intimately touched on the vagina or if you're just not ready for that. You can teach them, you know, what kind of touch on your breasts does and does not feel good. And, and while I, I know that this instruction, you know, that you're giving them might feel strange at first, it can really help you feel empowered in your sexuality and support you and your partner in understanding how, how to please this new version of you. Um, and finally, take solo warm-up time before sex. So for so many women, you know, our mind, our minds need to be aroused before the body can get on board. So, so before, you know, you and your partner start having sex, slip away to the bathroom or in another private space and you can start thinking about things that can turn you on. You can also masturbate a little bit, you know, take your time, give, give your, your mind and your body time to warm up, time to warm up. And then, and then when you feel that arousal coming on, then you can go and find your partner. All right. So those are a lot. I know I find postpartum sex really really fascinating, really complex, but something that is absolutely worth diving into and exploring as much as we possibly can. If you can like, subscribe, comment, that would be so incredibly helpful. That will allow me to keep providing this content for you guys. All right. Love you.
Is pregnancy or early motherhood making you feel other than? Is it triggering all sorts of weird emotional and physical stuff you are sure no one else is going through? If so, get your copy of Asking for a Pregnant Friend, 101 Answers to Questions Women Are Too Embarrassed to Ask About Pregnancy, Childbirth, and Early Motherhood. This book is like the modern-day Dear Abby for pregnant women and new moms who want to get straight yet loving answers to the pregnancy, birth, and mothering questions they're too afraid to ask, those questions that make you blush. You can get your copy of Asking for a Pregnant Friend on Amazon or from Barnes & Noble, Target, and everywhere else books are sold. <music> 